0: from VA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 6th of April 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Saturday the 1st, Karim Khan, the prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, announced that the investigations into the Venezuela case will continue despite requests from the Venezuelan government to stop them. The prosecutor's office found reasonable basis to believe that security forces have committed crimes against humanity and dissident voices during anti-government protests since 2014. Kant stated that the Venezuelan state lacks the legal structure to judge alleged crimes against humanity and only limits its investigations to perpetrators. Furthermore, he noted that the state does not judge crimes based on persecution, torture, arbitrary deprivation of freedom, rape or sexual abuse and that accusations are often changed or, quote, diluted, unquote. So, it looks like the U.S. government doesn't think either the Maduro regime or the opposition deserves their embassies. On Friday the 31st, the United States Department of Treasury issued an official statement announcing that it had taken back control of six Venezuelan diplomatic missions, including the ones in Washington and New York, which were previously handed over to opposition leader Juan Guaidó. Regarding the embassies, the Venezuelan embassy and its consular office in Washington, D.C. and New York officially have ceased their diplomatic and consular activities in the United States since the 5th of January, 2023, following the end of Guaidó's interim government. Speaking of Guaidó, on Sunday the 2nd, the former interim president of Venezuela, posted a video on his social media accounts warning that the Maduro regime might issue an arrest warrant against him in the next few hours. Guaidó received news from various sources about an alleged arrest warrant issued by Maduro. He revealed that the warrant was apparently related to his management of the Monomeros Company during his interim government and emphasized that the warrant would be based on, quote, false accusations, Unquote, against him. But it turns out not everything is a threat from the Maduro administration. On Thursday, the 30th, the Attorney General, Tarek William Saab, announced that authorities apprehended eight directors of Corporación Venezolana de Guayana, or CBG, for corruption. CBG is a conglomerate of public companies in the mining, forestry, and electrical resources sectors, among others located in Bolivar State. The detainees include Pedro Maldonado, the president of the company, and a man who is close to former oil minister Tarek El and accompanied him during his tenure in various ministries under the Chavista regime. Following the news, on Friday the 31st, the government appointed Héctor José Silva Hernández as the president of the CBG with Alexis Rodríguez Cabello as his Vice-President. Before his appointment, Hernando's had served as the President of the Foreign Trade Bank and as the Vice Minister for Foreign Trade and Investment Promotion. Rodríguez is a retired soldier with the rank of Major General. He also was a Deputy to the National Assembly in 2020 and served as the Commander General of the Army. On Thursday the 30th, the National Anti-Corruption Police made another high-profile arrest when they detained Engineer Jacqueline Perico, Executive Director of PDVSA, in the Hugo Chávez Orinoco oil belt. The Chavista Portal La Tabla released images of the transfer procedure of Perico and her deputy, José Lima Sedeño, from Anzuategui State to Caracas. Reports suggest that the authorities have accused Perico of being involved in the corruption network, known as Pedevesa Crypto. And the list keeps growing. On Wednesday the 5th, the Maduro regime presented 13 men detained by the National Anti-Corruption Police to a court in Caracas as part of the purge against PDVSA Crypto. Freddy Ñáñez, the Minister of Communication, shared images on his social networks, showing several Chavista leaders dressed in orange and handcuffed, leaving a police patrol. Among the detainees are Hugo Cabezas, Pedro Maldonado, Edgar Sánchez, Felipe Contreras, Dino Mora, Tulio Medina, Carlos Moreno, Johan Sequera, Isaac Mohammad and Néstor Astudillo. So far, over 50 people have been detained. But not all the news is bad. These folks got to taste the sweet, sweet taste of freedom. On Friday the 31st, the court of Caracas released Arianis Torrealba and Alfredo Chirinos, former PDVSA managers who were arrested in 2020 for denouncing acts of corruption in the state-owned company. Since February 2020, the two former employees had been in custody accused of leaking sensitive and confidential information about the oil industry to the United States. At that time, Tarek William Saab, the attorney general, announced in a press release that they had been found guilty of the crime of disclosing, reserving or supplying information. To celebrate their release, Arjenis Torrealba and Alfredo Chirinos posted a video on their Instagram account. Want to check it out? Follow the link in the show notes. While some enjoy freedom, others are released from criminal charges. On Thursday the 30th, the US Department of the Treasury lifted sanctions against Adrián Antonio Perdomo Mata, the former president of the state-owned Compañía General de Minería de Venezuela, or Minerven. On the 19th of March 2019, the administration of President Donald Trump sanctioned Minerven and its president alleging that they were propping up the administration of Maduro through illicit gold operations. Former Colombian ambassador in Washington, D.C., Francisco Santos has revealed that the sanctions were lifted due to Perdomo's cooperation with the U.S. justice system, providing valuable information on corrupt plots in the Venezuelan government. Maduro takes revenge for the millions of dollars stolen by corruption. On Friday, the 31st, the National Assembly of Venezuela unanimously approved the Asset Forfeiture Law, which enables transferring assets purchased with corrupt funds to the State. In a special session, the Assembly approved the law with the aim of strengthening the State's capacity to combat corruption. The National Executive promoted the initiative, which aims to transfer ownership of assets seized in activities of corruption money laundering, terrorism, financing, and drug trafficking to the state. Is there a spy among the opposition? On Monday the 3rd, Fernando Blasi, Venezuelan representative to the U.S., urged the U.S. government to ease oil sanctions against the Maduro government, warning that Venezuela could end up like Cuba if sanctions aren't lifted due to the rise of economic difficulties in the country. In a meeting, the diplomat discussed the future of sanctions with mainly democratic members of the U.S. Congress, including Gregory Meeks, the ranking member of the House Committee on Foreign Affairs. However, Blasi clarified that he did not speak on behalf of the Opposition Unity Platform as a whole. He acknowledged that many of his allies in the opposition coalition opposed the idea of rewarding Maduro. Moving on, on Thursday the 30th, the Venezuelan embassy in Mexico issued a statement after three days of silence, after the tragic fire that occurred on Monday the 27th in the detention center of the National Institute of Migration in Ciudad Juarez. The diplomatic headquarters released a brief text through social networks in which they did not express solidarity with the five injured Venezuelans or offer condolences to the relatives of the seven deceased Venezuelans the embassy only made available a telephone number and an email for relatives requiring information about those affected. As a result, many Venezuelans criticized them for the cold response, considering the statement as insensitive. We are very sorry for their loss. In better news, on Monday the 3rd, after four years of closure, Venezuela and Curaçao officially opened their air route. Juan de Izeira, the president of the Venezuelan National Institute of Civil Aeronautics, INAC, shared the news on Twitter, where he also mentioned that besides Curaçao, other airlines worldwide had submitted proposals and requirements in recent months to open direct flights to Venezuela. While the Maduro government focuses on tourism, the health sector is in decline. On Friday the 31st, the executive secretary of the Union of Health Workers in Ensuatei, Giovanni Chaguaracuto, denounced that a lack of supplies and the alleged existence of a bacterium in the delivery room and the neonatal area caused the death of more than 60 newborn babies in the Luis Rassetti Hospital in Barcelona in recent weeks. Chaguaracuto pointed out that despite requesting an inspection, at the Rossetti Hospital, by the Health Commission of the State Legislative Council, neither the hospital nor the government authorities have responded so far. And that's it for this week. What is your favourite place in Venezuela? Write to us at Venezuela at venezuela.rufshock.com and let us know. ¡Hasta la próxima!